Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4. Paul in his writing. Now what I want to flip over to is now skill. Skill of faith toward the power of God. Amen. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4, Paul was writing and he said, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So notice this, man's wisdom can entice people into thinking they have something they don't have. He said, my speech and my preaching is not enticing you with what I know. You're not going to get impressed with me. (laughs) But my speech and my preaching is in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Notice, he didn't say the laying on of hands. My speech and my preaching demonstrated power. Meaning people were set free just when he talked. People received answers just when he talked. People received revelation just when he talked. Power was made available just through him talking. That's called skill. You say, well, that's called power. Yes, but there's a lot. Power is available to every Every Christian, but not everyone has the skill that their speech is making a difference. And he says, but my speech and my preaching was in demonstration of the spirit and a power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in that your faith should stand in the power of God. Your faith should stand. The God kind of faith believes in the power of God. The God kind of faith believes in the power of God. I said the God kind of faith believes in the power of God and everything is easy for God. Everything is, everything is easy for God. Amen. Just because men struggle with something or it's impossible to man, don't accuse God of, of our, of human limits. Humanity does have limits on it. There are many things impossible in, the, in, in, in our natural realm to, to man. There are just some things men cannot do. But we should not accuse God of the same limitations. He is not a man that he should lie. <laughs> now what's that mean? What's hard for us is easy for him. Easy, 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 easy. Your need is easy for the power of God. Your need is easy for the power of... It's easy. It is so easy. That's the right version of faith toward the power of God. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Jesus on one occasion appeared to Dad Hagen. See, these things you have to know and these things you need to dig around and find them and not let them slip and bring them to this generation because there's such light that's needed so that we can grow in our skillfulness. 
Jesus appeared to Dad Hagen on one occasion and he said this, when I was on the earth, I was the power of God. He's talking about through his three years of earthly ministry. When I was on the earth, I was the power of God. He said if people needed a miracle, if they needed power, he said they had to get to me. That's why the people thronged me. That's what he told Dad Hagen. That's why they pushed and pressed and they followed him everywhere because they recognized power flowed. That they received help for their lives. And so Jesus was telling Dad Hagen, when I was on the earth, I was the power of God. If they needed, if they needed power, they had to get to me. But then he followed it up. But now that the Holy Ghost has been sent and is on the earth, the power of God is present everywhere. Now think of that. You need to, ah, the power of God is present everywhere. The power of God is present everywhere. The power of God is present everywhere. It's present everywhere. That's how come people can get saved in their car. I got saved in my car. It wasn't confined to the church. Thank God we should have a great manifestation of God's power in the church. But don't think you can only receive your help at the church because the power of God is present everywhere. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is present everywhere. He is without body. He is without the limitations of a body that Jesus had. That's why when Jesus walking as a man, that power was limited to his body. But the Holy Ghost now has a body called the body of Christ. (laughs) And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. But can I tell you, the power of God is present in the body. But I want you to know the power of God is present in the earth. It's above us, beneath us, to the left, to the right. The power of God is present everywhere, but the best is it dwells in us. Amen. So when people pray, God send the power, they show lack of skill. Lack of skill. Thank God that Jesus said these things to Dad Hagen and how much has been lost because people didn't pay attention. They're praying for God to send. Amen. Now, listen, God blesses and God will come upon with the anointing. I'm not diminishing that. But that is no substitute for the power that's already present. I love something that uh, they they asked Smith Wigglesworth about when he was uh, speaking to a classroom of students. Because he had such a demonstration of the spirit of faith through his ministry. That over 20-something people raised from the dead under his ministry. Well, you have to have the spirit of faith to do that. And they asked him, they said, talk to us about the spirit of faith. He said, when I am standing in front of a hopeless situation, I, I send all my faith to God. And he said, and it's not enough for hopeless situations. So he said, once I have sent all my faith, then another faith comes and meets my faith called the spirit of faith, the gift of faith, the gift of faith, one of the nine manifestations of the spirit. But notice this. He said, once I have sent all my faith, then another faith 
called the gift of faith comes and meets and joins and accomplishes what just natural saving faith is not enough for. Amen. Now, what's that mean? People praying for God to send power. How about we just use all the power right now that's already available? That's the same, the same thought process. People are praying for God to send power when they're not even using what's available to them. I remember one preacher saying that he prayed, oh God, he's, he, in his younger days of ministry, he said, oh God, speak to me. He said, for three weeks I fasted at different times and prayed, oh God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. And he said, after three weeks, God said, why don't you just read my word? <laughs> and if I have anything more I need to say to you, I will. What's he mean by that? Why don't you use what's already available to you? Quit looking for something extra to come. The Holy Ghost is present on the earth. Power is present on the earth. It's in us. It's around us. It's waiting for faith that doesn't give up. A faith that will not quit. Amen. Listen. Power's present in your car right now. Power's present in your kitchen. Power's present in your office right now. That's why you can get you can get people saved anywhere in the earth, anywhere. Why? Because power to save is present. That's why you can get them healed anywhere. Why? Because the power to heal is present. That's why you can get them delivered anywhere. Because the power to deliver is present. It's present. It's present. Present. It's present. And this is what Paul said, that your faith would not stand in the wisdom, what you can figure out, but that your faith should stand in the power of God. What power? The power that's already present. Have faith in the power that is on the inside of you. That's what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come. See, that's what the day of Pentecost was, the Holy Ghost changing residences. Changing addresses. We don't know what it's like to be on an earth without the Holy Ghost. But before the day of Pentecost, they were on the earth without the person of the Holy Spirit. No wonder there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house where they were sitting and then went out from there. Why? When someone was contending the Holy Ghost could arrive at that place and then went out through the whole earth through that open door of their faith. That's why Jesus said, go to Jerusalem, tarry there, wait there. Why? Contend. The Holy Ghost is going to come contend for that. What are they doing? In faith, they're expecting, they're waiting. they're, They're releasing their faith. They're getting in unity, one accord. Amen. And the Holy Ghost saw his entrance place. And entered through to the earth through that upper room. Praise the Lord. Now, this power, Jesus said, because the Holy Ghost is present everywhere, power is present everywhere. This is what trips up so many people. You have to remember this power is unseen and unfelt. People will only many times believe in the power they can feel. That they think if they can't feel it, it's not present. The power that is present everywhere is unseen and most of the time unfelt. Yeah. 
But it's still present. You can believe in a power that you don't feel. Power you don't see. You ever been to a dentist office? And they're going to take an x-ray of your teeth? You know what they do? They walk in and they put this heavy apron over your vital organs. Why? Because power is fixing to start flowing in that room. And they're trying to separate that power from your vital organs. So they lay this apron over your vital organs. Then you know what they do? Walk out. Walk out. Go around the corner. Push a button. You hear You didn't see anything, didn't feel anything. It was still flowing. It was still flowing. I don't care whether we see it, whether we feel it. It still flows when faith activates it. Amen. God's power. Now see, thank God for doctors. You appreciate what they're endeavoring to do because at least they're not as confused as some people. They, knew, they know we're trying to get rid of disease. Some people don't know that. They, they think God's putting it on people, you know. At least the doctors know about God and that they had the right, the same thinking that God does get rid of it. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the thing is so impressive is doctors that, for example, if there's a cancer, they haven't learned how to kill the cancer without killing the body. They target the cancer, but it destroys the health of the body around it. God's power is so impressive. It can go in and target one gene, one cell, and make everything else around it totally perfect. It won't destroy anything while it's bringing health. It's amazing. Think of the, think of the power of God. Think of it. Targeting. Targeting a disease. Targeting a symptom. Targeting a pain. And it's not destroying anything else except that which is unlike God. It's impressive. And that's the power we have in us. That's the power we have around us. We need to have faith in this power. As Paul was talking about. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. But that your faith should stand in the power of God. Then, then Jesus went on and said to Dad Hagen, this is part two. He went on and said to him, there's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one. Think of, think of that statement. There is enough power in every, he didn't say every sick room of a believer. He said, there's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up. I don't care how close they are to death. Within uh, seconds of dying, there's enough power to raise up or, or, or what he said is wrong. But what he said is not wrong. <laughs> there's enough power, no matter how close they are to death, no matter how far gone the body looks, no matter how emaciated. No matter how much weight is lost and how much muscle tone is lost, there's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up the sick one if they only knew it was present. 
and would give it action. Two conditions. Know it's present, give it action. Know it's present, give it action. Notice this, just because it's present doesn't mean it's active. It doesn't mean it's in manifestation. Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother Copeland had just gotten back from Lima, Peru, and he called me when he got back because I had, I was asking him, how was your trip to Lima? It, we, we were texting and, and then the phone rings. I go, oh, this is going to be good because he can't text. The, <laughs> this is too good to put into a keyboard. And he called and he said, Nancy, I have to tell you what happened in Lima. He said, we had the meetings in a convention center. And he said, down the street was a hospital. While we were having the meetings, there was a woman who was dying of cancer in a hospital room. And said, the doctor was in her room with her examining her. And she says, she started saying, I'm just, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. My whole body feels like it's burning up. And he saw that she's looking red and he, he start, he's in there, thankfully, at the time that she's experiencing this. And he checks the, the tumor, uh, the cancer, and he can't find it. And within a short time, they dismissed her. They couldn't find it anymore. She's walking home from the hospital and has to pass in front of the convention center. And she sees some kind of sign that says healing or something that caught her attention. She walks in at the time Brother Copeland's giving the altar call and walks down and gets saved. So there was enough power in her sick room, in her hospital room, unsaved, to raise her up. Well, she didn't know it was present. She didn't give it action. No, but she was within radius. She was within radius of people and power that was flowing. And Brother Copeland said a statement. He said, Nancy, no telling how many people were healed that we never heard about that got up out of that hospital. And I said, Brother Copeland, don't you remember the testimony of Maria Woodworth Edder that she writes in her book that in a 50 mile radius, people were falling out under the power of God in their homes. They would be on the roads, riding in their wagons and fall out on the ground under the power of God. Why? Because somebody knew the power, had faith in the power, was skillful with the power, made it available and it went out in a radius and blessed those who had no idea They had no skill with the power, no understanding of the power, but somebody in a central location to them knew about the power. Some some of you are just sitting there looking at me. I don't know how you can stay in your skin. I just don't know. Because, I mean, this stuff thrills me. That it only takes one person that knows skill, that has the God kind of faith, in this power it only takes one and there's a radius that will work a radius it will activate that power that is present it's not enough that the power is present it's got to be in manifestation what brings it into manifestation faith that's right i was preaching on the power of god that the power of god is present years ago here in the church 
You know, just like electrical power, it's always been present in the atmosphere. But because no one was digging around, asking, taking initiative toward that power until one day Benjamin Franklin sees this lightning up in the sky. He recognizes, now that's power. And he thinks, can I initiate contact? Can I on purpose make contact with that power without it coming to me? Can I go to it? So he sends up a kite. We know the story with the, with the key on the string and realizes, hey, got a real charge. He could initiate power. Why? He, stu- he got interested. He got interested. He got interested. And then he didn't just get interested. Okay, good. I, I found out I can do that. No, now he wanted to wait a minute. What if I can... Not only initiate, what if I can uh, store that power and then assign it? Assign that power. And that's what him and other men like him started doing. And from the time of Adam, there was power. There was electrical power in the atmosphere that no one had skill with. Just because it's present doesn't mean it's blessing anybody. Just because the Holy Ghost power is present has to come in a manifestation to bless. There's power in the theater, but not too many are getting healed in the theater tonight. Why? Because no one's there bringing it in a manifestation. Power, faith in the power of God activates it. And this is what Paul said, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but that your faith should stand in the power of God. Why? Because when your faith is attached to the power, it activates it. And then it, then it goes out and blesses people who had no idea about the goodness of God. No idea how to receive. No idea how to activate the power that we can activate it in, in the behalf of those who don't know. How good is God? Just get somebody there that knows. So I was preaching. I was preaching on the power of God. And after several weeks of preaching on it, I found my, I heard myself, I was starting the service and I was walking from side to side of the platform saying, let the power fall, let the power fall. And then I walked back and forth and I was saying this out of my spirit and my head wasn't, I was saying it before my head caught up with it, you know, and then I'm having a conversation. I said, now God, I've been telling the power is present. Now I'm saying, let the power fall. And I've been teaching it wrong. He said, just because it's present doesn't mean it's moving. He said, it's like a, the illustration he gave me just in a moment of time was a child's pinata at a birthday present. He said, contained in that pinata is the treats, the goodies, the candy, the things the children want. But just because it's in the room doesn't mean anyone's partaking. Somebody has to strike it and open it up. And that's the example he gave me. He said, just as when a kid strikes that pinata with a stick, it breaks open and everyone who didn't even strike it gets to gather it up, gather it up, gather it up. Yeah. And so he said, words of faith are the stick that strikes the power of God. Words of faith. I believe in the power of God. That's what strikes 
and brings that power into manifestation. If it's not manifestation, it doesn't matter that it's present. It's almost criminal for it to be present and people not receiving. It's almost criminal of us not to become skillful when so many need it. When so many need it. Amen. It only takes one. Brother Norville was telling us that uh, him and Dad Hagen were riding in the car one day and they were stopped at a stoplight and a crippled man came walking across the crosswalk. And Brother Norville said to Dad Hagen, is it the will of God to heal that man? And Brother Hagen said, yes, if someone will pay the price. What did he mean by that? Jesus already paid the price for healing. What did he mean? If someone will pay the price to become skillful. With the healing power made available. Let me tell you something. Skill and power calls for consecration. Amen. Not that we earn it, but you can't mix the, the, the love of the world with the faith in the power. It starts isolate. Nothing else interests you. When you start tapping into this greater flow, it's like, this just is not interesting to me anymore. And Dad Hagen was talking about paying the price of, and it's, listen, paying the price, if there's a car that's a $100,000 car and they say, we'll give it to you for $10,000, I'll pay the price and brother, I'll be glad to pay that price because of what you're getting for the price. Right? So when we hear pay the price, people put a negative connotation. Whatever price that's paid to become skillful, not to earn it, but to become skillful is a bargain at any price because of what is available to power that it will work. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.